Frog fans, welcome to Post Game Beers. We are the Lepton Drinking Club. I am your host tonight, J.D. Sailors at J.D. Sailors. I'm joined by the producer, Ray Cartwright, the soul of the stat, Martin Guerrero, and the horse, Garrett Evans. Um, I'm going to start tonight with a Twitter question from at RollMFToad. Is it game day yet? Not quite, but it's close. It is game week. And man, we are psyched to be here to talk some football. Boys, y'all ready for this episode? I'm, I'm pretty fired up. Hell yes. Bring it ready, on. Ready to go. But before we get into football, we have a special guest tonight. You may know him as the Dutchman, the TCU Dutchman from 2017 to 2019. You may recognize him by that beautiful, shiny head of his. We're joined by the bald himself, Patton Maynard. He's going to talk about the tradition of the TCU Dutchman and various other tra- traditions around TCU sports. And yeah, this is, I can't think of a perfect, better way to get us ready for football season. So Patton, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, man. You know, JD, thanks for that intro, you know, definitely with the bald head and everything like that, that definitely was the uh, identifier for most of it's undergrad, brand, if not man. all of undergrad. Uh, I mean, super stoked to be on here. A uh, big fan of the pod, honored to be here. Uh, Y'all cut me off whenever I need to because you give me the floor and I will ramble. That's absolutely bound to happen. Uh, we never go long on this podcast. No, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have the, the first question I want to ask you. How much sunscreen did you go through a football season? Okay, so there is – let me let me answer that for you in a, a fun story way. <laughs> so as far as Dutchman stuff goes, we don't have like, like freshmen or you know JV, anything like that. You come in, you're a Dutchman, everyone's the same no matter what year you are. And then there's just the two folks that are the head Dutchman that are there on the 50. And then one of those, the the one that has the microphone in the student section, right? Anyway, so uh, this might be like a weird callback. But if you ever watch like the animated Clone Wars from years ago, like, you know, early 2000s, stuff like that. And they would talk about the uh, the newer clones that they're shinies. So we would start calling uh, the newer Dutchmen shinies because their overalls would still be white <laughs> and purple. Whereas myself and some of the older ones, ours would be kind of more of a tan and purple because of the just crazy amount of sunscreen that we'd use. So I still got mine in like a, a lockbox over here. <laughs> and, and it's absolutely oh, yeah. like a solid, a solid tan you know, kind of khaki color from all the sunscreen. And I still got sunburned. So so for anybody that doesn't know what the Dutchmen are, just start at the top and just talk about how it formed, what you guys do. Um, Yeah, just, you know, for listeners who have no clue at all. Yeah, for sure. So the Dutchman is the newest part of TCU spirit. Uh, You got the Rangers, Showgirls, Cheer, uh, Band, of course, uh, Super Frog, uh, etc. So the Dutchmen are in charge of the student section. They're pretty easy to see. Uh, they got their striped overalls on in front of the student section. Uh, uh, as of late, uh, one of the head Dutchmen has a microphone that feeds right into the PA for the student section to help lead in cheers and chants and stuff like that. Uh, the purpose of them is to really lead the student section in both football and in men's basketball. Uh, that's as, uh, everything that athletics had sent us to whenever I was there. Uh, the origin of it as kind of the the team that it is today uh, goes back to that 2017 season. Uh, prior to 2017, it was really like a come and go, uh, very volunteer 
no strict rules, anything like that. The actual name Dutchman didn't uh, exist or anything like that. So they had popped around with a bunch of different names. And then uh, myself and some other folks that came in in that 2017 season, we sought out to really uh, kind of anchor it down and, and make it more streamlined, figure out uh, a name, figure out the roles, get us uh, actually looped in with uh, spirit, with athletics and marketing and everything like that. Uh, so I was actually, um, I actually came up with the uh, the name Dutchman because I got a I got a deadline from uh, athletics on we got to have a name to put on the overalls. So I was in one of the study rooms in uh, the Carter dorm and just going through it. I actually pulled an all nighter and I saw the photo of the wall, the the whiteboard that just is filled with all these other names. And <laughs> it came down to to three of them in which uh, Dutchman was picked from athletics uh because it it's a you know word that already exists of course it harkens back to dutch meyer um the actual logo itself is the word dutchman with the dutch meyer hat on it um and it, it's been really really nice to see that tradition and that team carry on uh after i graduated and then after the folks that i have been dutchman with graduated so at this point now uh my last season was the 2019 2020 season uh, right before COVID into the world. And uh, as of right now, there are no Dutchmen on the team that I was a Dutchman with or that I did the recruitment of. Um, so that's the really cool. To, on, huh? Exactly. To just see that it, it keeps going. So what there's the long winded answer. What were some of the other names? You said you had three. What were the Yeah, other we went with our first name. So yeah. we don't know what this is like. <laughs> okay. So, um, so it was Dutchman, obviously. Uh, that one took the cake, but definitely whenever we were looking at names, uh, there were a bunch of other things that we were looking at uh, and, and the athletics was toying around with us on, um, on, on just spitballing different things, but it came down to, uh, you know, Dutch Meyer. So then it was between something either with the names Dutch in it or with the name Meyer in it. So um, it was Dutchman or uh, Meyerman or Meyer Militia. And Dutchman was definitely the most streamlined, uh, easiest one to to go with. So it it easily took the cake from those. I I think you guys made the right choice there. I like I like yeah, the name for sure. So, <laughs> for sure. So for I, I'm sure Frog fans, there's probably a lot of people out there who have seen you know the folks in overalls, but didn't really know what they were called or what they do. So I hope this kind of helps them out. But back to the overalls for a second. How did those come about? So the overalls were there uh, from when the the kind of team if you will back when it was it was really just a volunteer thing started up way back in the day i think in in 2013 2014 i remember being a, a high schooler and uh watching it uh in the game you know from from my seats and looking over in the student section seeing it and then of course i actually end up going to tcu and i i hear all these stories on the back end uh but the overall is really the idea was one you got to get something that is easily to spot in the crowd two it's both your team's colors three overalls traditionally, and I'm a, I'm a big tradition history guy. Uh, that's really big in um, like Western great plains and Texas uh, schools. You see it a lot in high schools really, but then a lot of colleges have it too. Uh, Tarleton, for example, um, they've got their overalls, A&M famously, they've got their overalls for midnight yell and stuff like that. Um, so that there's a lot of schools in which overalls, in this part of the country are a big part of the, uh, the tradition. So that just felt natural. Um, you mentioned earlier about 
you guys are have a microphone linked into the PA system. And yeah. on Twitter, there's been a little bit of controversy about that. Like, you know, I don't know what the real criticism is. Maybe they think we don't need that or it's just like fake energy or whatever. Like, what do you say? What do you, Have you seen these criticisms and what do you think about that? Okay, so I think I think that I got a interesting point on that because I was there like no microphone. And I was there when it was incorporated. So I've seen it both ways and I see both arguments. And I think that it really comes down to the head Dutchman that you have uh, actually in charge of the microphone, knowing when to use it, knowing what to say, uh, et cetera. And athletics has gotten really, really good because athletics is who selects that. Um, the, the team is selected by athletics uh, and then athletics picks from that team who is going to be in charge. Usually the, the head Dutchman, it's one senior and one junior and then it kind of stair steps up from there, but it really depends on uh, that person that's put in charge. Um, you know, if, if changes ever need to be made, which they have not yet uh, had to do that, I'm sure the athletics would handle that. Uh, but another thing is that uh, it, it, this argument of, um, you know, doing traditions like uh, Rifram, for example, well, what if we're up by, you know, 50 on a team and we're still doing it like what we're going to be in Colorado on Saturday. Well, yeah. hell yeah. We're still going to be doing riffram on it because that's tradition. That's the tradition. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're down by 50 or up by 50, the entire stadium could be empty and there would always be those Dutchmen there cheering on the team. And that's the whole point of it is that it, it doesn't matter if we're getting completely blown out, they're going to be yelling their ass off. It doesn't matter if we are completely blowing someone out, they're going to be yelling their ass off and pardon my language. But <laughs> no, no, it's required on this pod. I figured, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, fucking go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Okay, so, uh, Patton, you mentioned, you know, you wanted to talk about some other traditions. And, you know, obviously I know what Rifram is. I know what the hand sign is. But, you know, you brought up kind of what the origins are and things like that. And it's probably something I've never really thought about. And I don't know if any of the other guys really know the history there or people listening. So walk us through quickly some of the other traditions. For sure. So something that I heard a lot, which is what got me motivated to uh, get involved with and, and really help build along with the other uh, great Dutchmen that were next to me um, was my history as a TCU uh, fan, if you will. I'm a fourth gen TCU class of 2020. Uh, so I've been blessed just from my family hearing these stories that go back generations of things that TCU's always done. And something I'd always hear whenever I was on a campus my freshman year was, oh, TCU, they don't have that many traditions. Well, in reality, there's a lot of traditions at TCU. The problem is, is that you didn't have a team like the Dutchman whose job it is to maintain those things. Because then what ends up happening is these traditions, um, the, these traditions will organically happen whenever a team is really good, which is why it was really easy to have a great stadium atmosphere in this last season. The problem is, is whenever you go through a drought like we did for however many decades in the late uh, 1900s of, of having pretty poor quality, uh, you know, stadium atmosphere because of uh, the team. So then the traditions die off. So what I was doing uh, along with the other Dutchman was bringing back these things that have existed forever. Rifram, for example, everyone yeah. knows what Rifram is. The tradition uh, after every touchdown, um, you know, you're grabbing the person next to you, you're pumping your arms, and athletics were really trying to push uh, getting the entire stadium 
uh, eventually into uh, enjoying and participating in that tradition as well. Because right now it's just a student section and we want folks to know that if you want a riffram, then athletics says, do it, stand up, grab the person next to you, grab their shoulder and start going at it. So uh, the, the history on uh, riffram itself, because it is gibberish and people talk about that all the time, is actually back from the same origins as A&M's yell leaders. So A&M back in the day, whenever they started having their yell leaders, their teams were doing kind of poor uh, quality in games. So some of the guys in the core got up in front of the students and started cracking jokes, which is where mid- the terrible jokes with Midnight Yell come from. And because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all pre-scripted from stuff from the you know 1920s. So it's all 1920s humor. So the, the history was that, that A&M guys, they start doing that. The yell leaders are doing that. Then they come to TCU and over time, TCU students would start yelling gibberish back at the Aggies to make fun of them, to mock them for all their chance. Really? And then that gibberish was originally or uh, eventually written down and became Riffram. So Riffram is truly gibberish. When someone asks, what does it mean? It's not code. It's just gibberish words uh, to mock Aggie cheers. Wow. I had no idea. So that's, that's always awesome. a fun one. And, and right. half of my family are TCU and the other half are Aggies. So I always love throwing that one out there. That's always pretty good. Golly. I, you know, that's interesting. You know, talking about how intertwined TCU and A&M customs are. Like, it's no wonder that they put us in their fight song. Exactly. So um, I was actually talking with a yell leader uh, a year and a half ago or so. And we were just going back and forth on traditions. Because if you don't know, A&M's Gig'em is originally yeah. a uh, kind of a middle finger to TCU. You gig yeah, frogs. Yeah, I, I said fight song. I don't know if Gigum's actually in the fight song, but Gigum is the what fight I song. Uh, as far as I can remember, their fight song is UT, but the actual right. slogan yeah. and the hand sign, the thumb up, is all that, against that's TCU. What I, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. So from that, going on to your other question about TCU's hand sign, of course, everyone knows that uh, TCU's hand sign is those first two fingers, and you curl them down uh, like so. The history on that. The history on that from, uh, I think, back in the late 70s or 80s, uh, UT's hand sign is, of course, this, but more traditionally this. So the irony of all this stuff with horns down is that TCU's original hand sign was UT's hand sign with the pinky and pointer finger up with those fingers pointed down. And then Mm. that's how you actually get a frog face, because if you look at the actual TCU hand sign now, you can't see that it's a frog. The original TCU hand sign is your pinky and your pointer finger pointed down, which looks like the head of a frog. That ended up being too hard for folks to do, so they switched the pinky finger to the middle finger. So from that, TCU's hand sign is horns down. So all this stuff on horns down, don't do that. That is TCU's hand sign, is the original horns down. Yeah, I think I've broken my fingers uh, one too many times and have too much nerve damage to be trying to do... It's this. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough. I can only do it with one hand, and that took a lot of work. What about the old Gary Patterson go frogs? You know what I'm talking about? The oh, with the the fingers or, pretty much all the way. Or the down. other one, you get <laughs> yeah. you get that thumb out there for some reason because now oh, a lot of folks true. think it's a claw. It's, yes. <laughs> what's going on? It's pretty wild, and that's great stuff. I, that's SMU, really interesting. I didn't go ahead. I was gonna say it's pretty wild how SMU, UNT, and TCU they're all 
very similar hand signs or whatever, like, you know, the ponies yeah, is it's slightly curled. That's the UNT with the claw and then right. the yeah. TCU. And of course, it, of those Texas three, TCU was the first. kind of the predominant state in hand signs, right? Yeah, as far as hand signs go, it was a Southwest Conference thing. Southwest Conference right. kind of save Arkansas. They don't really have one, but they have the yell. It's very much a Texas thing. And then all the Texas teams that aren't uh, Southwest Conference teams or former Southwest Conference teams eventually start doing hand signs too because – well, of course, SMU and UNT need to have one because the big boys, TCU and A&M and UT, they all have one. Well, that's really awesome stuff, man. I hope people listening took something out of this. And then when they go to the game Saturday, you know, they'll kind of remember this conversation when they see the Riff Ram chant. And maybe it'll be um, more likely they'll participate. I don't know. But hey, it's do, really cool. To, it's do really it if cool you want, man. The student section do it. I I know when I was in undergrad, I was in undergrad from eleven to fourteen. I don't think we did Riffram one time, so it's pretty cool to see it come back. I'm I'm happy that they they've got it back, and it seems pretty uh, set in stone now. And it's it's yeah. great. It's a great tradition, one of the oldest in the country. So it's it's great to to see. And the the history matters so much on knowing all this stuff. So thank you all for bringing me on again to share yeah. some of this information. You're saying that TCU paused a tradition <laughs> <laughs> until it was the right time. <laughs> Madden, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for informing us on all that. And uh, yeah, so that is, that is Patton Maynard. You can find him on Twitter. He's the bald at sir. Pappy daddy. So Patton, thanks again, man. We appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Go Frogs. Frogs are 90. Buffs are going down. That's you dang right. Bye all. All right, Pat. Take care, man. Go Frogs. All right, folks. Don't tune out yet. That's not the end of the podcast, but that was pretty cool, right? Getting Pat on to give everybody a tradition refresher before the season starts. Yeah, for sure. Um, Very informed on the uh, Dutchman. I'm glad you asked about the controversy. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got it, right? Yeah, for sure. So you think let's take a quick break and then yeah, we'll come back and jump into some football. Yes, sir. All that and more next on post game beers. Third down and seven here. Michigan blitzes. Duggan dumps it off short. Quentin Johnston has the first down and off he goes. They are not going to catch him. No flags. The magic continues for TCU. All right, welcome back to Post Game Beer. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Pat and Maynard. Um, we're going to move on now. But first, boys, are you guys geared up for the season yet? Yeah. Uh, man, feel like I'm getting there. It feels like it's kind of not snuck up on. It's weird. It feels it's crazy. It's always already here. But. It feels like we've been building up for this forever. It feels like once like August hits, everything slows down. And then towards like like this week, it speeds up. Dude, August is the worst so, month of the year. So it's like you had all this time to prepare for football season. And now it's here and you feel like you're behind. Well, so I'm, I'm getting geared up because I went to Hell's Half Acre SG.com and got everything I needed for the football season. I'm sharing my screen right now, and I want to show you guys the hat that I got. I I got the one in white here. It's got hmm. it's got like a TC logo. Uh, it has horn frogs in script going across. Super sweet hats. It's got the rope. It's 
got everything I love about a hat, man. I'm I'm excited for this thing. I'm glad they got those hypnotoad flags back in stock. Yeah, for sure. And they came out recently with a new uh, game day polo. Check this thing out. Have y'all seen this yet? Oh yeah, dude, it is so cool. It is so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the baseball one, but that one's pretty sweet too. Anyway, go to Hell's Half Acre SG. That stands for Stadium Goods, but Hell's Half Acre SG.com. Get geared up for the season. It's not too late. And yeah, man. Um, dude, this new get- one too. It's got that performance, that performance fabric on the back. So when it's 137 degrees, the Carter. Yeah, here's the football Perfect. one. So it's got, man, like how would you describe this? It's got like a, a million tiny logos within the shirt. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's awesome. That is okay. like a that is a sweet polo, dude. It's a take on. Yeah. I've got a Johnny uh, O polo, like that. You know, it's the same kind of quality as that at a fraction of the cost. Hell yeah, brother! All right, so let's get into football. Um, where where should we start with this? Y'all want to start with um, y'all want to start with Colorado talk? Probably. Because... I think... So I was on. I was on a podcast today. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I probably should give those guys a shout out. But the point yeah. is, they were asking me about, they asked me a question about what I thought would give TCU trouble regarding Colorado. And I, I really hadn't put a ton of thought into that. But I want to start, yeah, before we start bashing these guys, I, w- I figured we could spend a little time talking about the good. And what I said was, I started with, you know, Dion as a coach. So let's start there. What do you guys think about Dion? He is uh, all sizzle and no steak. I mean, yeah. I mean, the dude, he's clearly a, a world-class marketer. And I, I don't want to take away from, you know, what he's been able to do in the sport to this point. Uh, obviously, the dude's got a heck of a personality. He knows how to market himself and his, and his team and his players. Now, does that translate onto a power of five football field? That is yet to be seen. But, you know, as a as just a pure marketer for what he's what he has going on in Colorado, I mean he's probably he's gotta be one of the best at, at that aspect of the job right now. Well, uh, but again, the marketing with him, it's he's probably a great motivator. Right. Have you guys yeah. watched yeah, any yeah. of his videos or any of his son's videos that he puts on well off media on YouTube? No. I've watched a ton of them, man, and he's, look, yes, everything you said is true. He's an expert marketer, you know, he's got a lot of appeal, obviously, you know, for like TV and recruits and everything else, but he's not just that. He's not all flesh. Like, he really puts everything he has into coaching this team, and I really think he's going to build something eventually. Yeah, and he's he pretty did. good at uh, assembling a staff as well. So it's not just like, oh yeah, hey, this is what Dion said, so go do it. I mean, he gets the best coaches and the best recruiters and the best guys all around him. The problem with Colorado this year, I think, is just going to be, I mean, what were they one and eleven last year? Oh, brother, they have plenty of problems. We'll get there. I just figured we'd start positive, and then right. we'll tear so, them. So I think, I think eventually, yeah, he can build something. I just think he's kind of starting from. Below rock bottom. Now, with that said, though, I like a few of their players. Obviously, they have For Travis sure. Hunter. He's, he's going to be in the no. NFL, most likely, right? Uh, Shador, he's a capable quarterback. He might even be a good quarterback. Depends on how he adjusts to Power 5 football. 
Uh, they have Jimmy Horn Jr., really good receiver out of South Florida. Like they have, they have some talent. It's not the same Colorado team that we played last year in Boulder. Yeah, and they can probably scheme to Shakur's uh, strengths. Shador. Shador. Shakur. Who is Shakur? I don't know. Shakira. <laughs> it's late, and I'm tired. It's not yeah, that but late. also too, Ray. On the on the they 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 can probably scheme his strengths. You bet, and I think. That is also a hiccup for us. Was with it being a whole new team. There, there is no film on this Colorado team. We, we th- when you think about it, we're we're getting them week one. Uh, we really have nothing to go off of, and so far as what Dion is going to be throwing out there, um, I, 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 you can't win a ball game with with just Travis Hunter alone. But it will be interesting just to see what they're actually able to do, what kind of, what kind of script Dion has planned for that first drive. And um, it, it's kind of a bummer where the first one is going to crack at it because no one, again, no one's seen this team play, but uh, that also makes it a lot of fun too. Do you think that uh, with this Colorado team that since they did go one and 11, you know, there's absolutely no expectations. Like how could they be any worse? So you, you know, you play with that mindset, just go out there and leave it all out there. Well, I think that because Dion is who he is, like he's going to be, you know, leading first take on ESPN basically every weekend, whether they're good or not. Like if they start off 0-7, it's going to be as Dion failed, you know. And there's so definitely I, expectations. There's, I, I'm not saying they're warranted. Oh, D- Dion I mean, sets them for himself. Yeah, there's definitely like, high expectations around that team going yeah, into this I year. I mean, that's, I mean, but that's with any program, right? Internal expectations are a lot higher than external expectations. Well, yeah, I'm thinking externally think- too. I feel like I've seen lots of Colorado people who are, they're pretty adamant they're going to be a, they're going to be a competitive a competitive program this season. The Colorado guy on with me today said he thinks they're going to win six games and go to a bowl. He said he'd be happy with four, like just get over the Vegas total. That sounds realistic to me. I think somewhere between. Three, I don't think four so, and man. Five wins. Four and I, five I really wins, maybe. So. No, there's. No I think chance. three and seven at the very best, and then he's like, "I won what two hundred percent more games." than they did last year. Yeah. Think, mm-hmm. Find me three <laughs> wins on that schedule. Uh they play Colorado, I mean, Colorado State. Easy dub. Yeah. The the thing is we really don't know how they're gonna be. The the thing yeah. about this TCU game is TCU's really effing good. And I don't think people are talking about that enough. I know there's some people really connected with the program that are, but even like some of our fans are I don't know. That's probably unfair. I think the fans for the most part are optimistic, but you look around and I want to save this for later, but people are giving every excuse in the world why TC is going to be bad and then giving Colorado every benefit of the doubt on why they're going to be good. It makes no sense to me, but with that aside, man, Garrett, you, uh, you did a little recon on Colorado media. Why don't you talk about what you saw today? And I know a lot of people on Twitter saw this, but let's break it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. So I think that article kind of went around Twitter today a lot, that Van Nation piece. Um, And, man, it's so funny because 
we, we can break down that whole piece and, and, and what and what these these guys are saying in there. But what's funny to me is that article spends the bulk of it outlining how in this in this particular right, Buffalo, uh, excuse me, uh, Colorado Riders opinion, um, they have us beat all over the field in so many position groups. I think he gave us one position group where he gave TCU an edge uh, across the 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 whole the whole team, which is crazy to me. I think he gave us like yeah offensive line, and they were saying well at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, linebacker, defensive backs. Colorado's definitely the heavy favorite, and he 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 spent his whole time touting Colorado and how they should win this game, and then ends it saying well it could be a toss up, it could be a toss up, which really cracks me up. You what? think if you spend yeah you yeah. spend this whole article telling me how good Colorado is, how we should be shaking on our boots. And then the, the, uh, the grand conclusion is ah, it's a toss up, but Bro, okay. that, I, Look, <laughs> I, I think if everybody's being fully honest, I, I think this article was written for clicks. It was written more for an entertainment piece than, you know, hardcore analysis. For sure. I think it's a clickbait, a clickbait deal, but I think I, at the same time, man, if it, if you're writing that for SI.com, there's a little piece to you who believes it. You, you may be well, exaggerating piece, for clicks. There was a piece written about the Lepton Drinking Club on SI.com that <laughs> we don't really endorse either. So fair, fair take. But no, it was just it was a funny microcosm of of just one portion of, of Carlotta's fanhood. And, it, and it's funny because I probably fall into that same portion of TCU's fanhood where you're always wearing your your purple tinted glasses, but I like to think I'm a little more realistic. Uh, but when you're, when you're looking at this piece uh, that this guy wrote and how, how, how our running backs are no good, how they have a better secondary than we do. Uh, I just kind of want to pump the brakes on, on all that. Well, I'm going to go play this game on Saturday and I want to, I want it to be over by halftime. And I think it will all right. Be. So with, with that said, you know, always like being too optimistic or, you know, what you just said, let me put you guys on the spot and ask you this. How does TC lose this game? I don't think I, – I don't know. I, I, I don't see how we – I don't see how we can. And they, that's maybe that is too optimistic, but – Okay, okay. All right, let me make it a little more challenging for – how does TC not cover? It's 20 um, and a half. Yeah. How do they um, not cover? I've, so, uh, they don't – they're not themselves. They don't. Yeah, they don't it, would, it would take it, it would take an it, it would take an implosion of some kind. I would think it would take something happening early to rattle Chandler, make him uncomfortable, maybe make them get out of what they had scripted and what they wanted to do. Um, I don't think that Carlo has the type of size in their defense to get that done. And I don't think they they have the talent in their secondary, but I don't think they have enough to cover all of the different options TC is going to be throwing at them. Okay, but again, if, if if they find a way to rattle Chandler, maybe. What were y'all thinking at halftime last year? I was rolling my eyes, waiting for the blowout to happen. Because Colorado yeah, couldn't much. get a damn first down. It's still a six-point game. Again, I'm rolling my eyes now like I did at halftime then. I was just waiting for the blowout. I was like, okay, all right, we're, you know, we're a little off, whatever, off schedule, off whatever it was. And I'm like, they're going right. to figure it out. And even before also, Chandler came out of that game, he was figuring it out. He was having a good third quarter. Yeah, and and too, like this year. So, I mean, the, 
it's, it's at our house, right? So it's a different venue. We're playing it in Fort Worth. But also last year, that was a terrible Colorado team. We were supposed to go in there and roll them. Uh, we knew That's they a were a terrible point Colorado I haven't team. Thought of. Like we uh, like we knew going into that game, this is an awful, awful program. We're going to their house. We're supposed to we're supposed to kick their ass. This year, dude, like I'm I swear it's like we're hearing the same conversation online or or, or wherever you are, wherever you're getting your football takes from. It's the same type of crap we were hearing from Michigan of all people. And you know these guys hear all the buzz. I mean, this is Coach Deion Sanders, right? We were just talking about like he's on first take, man. That we're the, the, where these guys aren't aren't deaf. They they're they're gonna want to go in there and uh, improve themselves, uh, prove themselves too. And I, I you know they're hearing the noise about how supposedly good this Colorado program is this year. And I think that yeah, as I, a motivating factor helps prevent us not covering. <laughs> I don't I don't think that last year they took them lightly. But I, I could see them not being as focused as they are this year with Dion right. and Louie and the whole deal. And coming off like, dude, the last game this team played was getting killed by Georgia. And once like, we, didn't one of our players have a quote about that where they asked him about going into the season? Who was that? And they're like, if like, how they felt about, you know, the big year last year going into this year. And I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Jamoy. I can't remember. But one of our guys said something to that effect of like, no, like we, we got like our we got our doors blown off 65-7. Like they're ready to go. They're locked in. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the reports were out of camp. Like, you know, sometimes you can see a national championship hangover type deal, but, you know, it sounds like that didn't seem to affect them at all. Like practices for the most part were crisp and people were prepared and eager to learn and ready to work yeah. and the, everything you want to hear, you know. I have a question that made me think whenever you said national title hangover. How many programs actually have a national title hangover with as much turnovers or as there is on a college football roster? LSU. I don't know. It was just something that was thrown out there. But Martin, what do you got? LSU. LSU. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that was just Ed Ogeron. Yeah. Coach O got his natty. That, that was a literal yeah. hangover. Yeah. <laughs> It went down the sorority <laughs> row. <laughs> anyway, so real quick, um, we got some other stuff to cover because it is the first game, so we have to cover the conference and season predictions and all the generic stuff. But how do you guys see this game going? TCU 52, Colorado 7. Yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I don't think it is. That's dude. TCU's gonna beat the absolute dog water out of this team. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But I think we're going back to and not to make. I don't want our positive aspects about Colorado to be superficial. Like they do have some talent. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm not I mean, saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying like they're not players. last year's Colorado. But all these guys, all these guys have played is themselves in camp. We're talking about the, a group. A group here. As as a unit, they have never played a Power Five program together as a unit. They're all new guys together this year, right? And they're going to be that, they're going to be stepping on the field against just, in my opinion, a pretty elite TCU defense in our house when it's 101 degrees in Texas. I, I don't see how we don't cover. Honestly, I listened to a I, think, I listened to a Colorado podcast that talked about well TCU's defense was bad last year and then they lost everybody. So imagine what that defense is going to be this year. Dude, 
<laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. there's just I think Colorado has this really bad case of being very confident. In some cases, maybe a little delusional, but I think this a lot of that stems from a really, really bad case of not knowing ball. No, no, no. I'll tell you what it is. They're excited to not suck anymore. So they're going to grasp at whatever, you know, wild take positively about Colorado there is. Uh, so they're Texas Tech. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that's, that's I think a great comparison. Just, I think they just kind of buying into their own hype just because there wasn't any hype. So um, I've got TCU winning 41-17. I think it's pretty close uh, at half. But um, I think the Texas Heat and then the lack of depth from lack of depth from Colorado, TCU pulls away at the end. Well, Garrett, I'll, I'm going to go straight to you next, but I'll just say that when I was on with that other pod, I said word for word what Martin said. Like I said, 42-17 for all the exact same reasons. Yeah, no, I have 45-14 somewhere in that range. Um, where back at our tailgates enjoying the shade by halftime. Bandwagon. I got a baby, Ray. I got an excuse, brother. It's football season. Well, I'll, I'll, no I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Are y'all going to be there? Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'll be there. Be the first Making year some, uh, at, uh, the Are you working box. again this year, Ray? Yeah, I'll be up in the press box. Okay. This year. Are you going to rush the pancakes at 7 a.m., baby? Are you rushing the field after the game? God. I mean, I'm team rush the field anytime, but that's just me. (laughs) You know, the last time we played Colorado to start the season, we played for a national championship? Dude, mind blown right now. Y'all remember, um, this is way off topic, but do y'all remember when? Now, y'all probably don't, but this Alabama fan. Y'all know him, the CPF Poindexter. He's called something else now, but great follow. Yeah, he's a great follow. Nobody ever interacts with him. Nobody really follows him. <laughs> he's so good at Twitter. But that's uh, like that's like Martin. But it's funny because he gets like no interaction, but he's like always putting out polls that'll get like eight <laughs> votes. <laughs> but he really is a great follow. But a few months ago, he. Uh, he put a question out for everybody, right? All 110 people. What is your school's must win game of, the, of this coming year? I said, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, question right. for y'all real quick before we move yeah, away. Go for it. Do y'all remember the hype of the 2015 season? Yes. Good. Oh yeah. Could we be in for a similar type of game? I'm going to say no right now. TCU had against Minnesota because that was frustrating. No. And I'll tell you why right now, because that freaking team had a curse over their heads. They lost three or four defensive starters before they even took the field against Minnesota. Dude, they were already like way behind the eight ball to start that season defensively. Mike Freeze's girlfriend cursed TCU. Is Mike Freeze the one that's still riding a tractor? Yeah, he's still riding a tr- – he went – what did, What were all the rumors? Do y'all remember that? It was like he wanted to go back to work on the farm. He wanted to get married. He yeah. missed – he got his caught with weed in his dorm room. Like, that was the wildest thing. But oh, Jamarcus McFarland, starting defensive end, tripped over a freaking sprinkler and broke his foot. Oh, oh yeah. Forgot about like, that, dude. Yeah. There was so much, man. 
So no, 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 no. That's not a thing. All right, so let's we've covered this game. So now let's cover what do we think about the Big 12 as a whole? Like I'm just going to leave that open-ended and then we can just dive into wherever we want. I'm trying to pull up my tweet where I broke down every team's wins and losses through the whole year. And we can kind of use that as a guide, but first thought of the big 12. Good. Not great. A lot of good teams. Not a lot of great teams. What does that mean? It means that the conference has a lot of depth to it, but not a lot of top end, you know, your high end programs. Well, some of that is based that off of, and how's it different from other years? Because OU is middle of the pack. Are you basing that off of like last year? Everybody was like six and six. Yes, to an extent, and with Oklahoma coming back to the pack and not just being a boat racer. So I I think a lot of that is um, the Big Twelve only had ten teams, and everybody played everybody, and then we also had a conference championship game. Um, You kind of didn't have like. In these 14-team leagues like the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, they have a lot of cupcakes on their schedule where you can uh, pad wins and and you'll have uh, somebody like Iowa have eight wins when they are one of the worst teams in college football. Yeah. But all people see is eight-win Iowa. Yeah. And then, and that Michigan and Ohio State made the playoffs. So if you had eight wins in in their conference, you must be a really great team. Yeah, yeah. No, that's well said. But right, what if? Um, I mean, we have four teams in the top twenty-five, and then you have Tech at twenty-six. Okay, I mean, like I said, good, good, not great. And a lot of people have Texas in their in the college football playoff dude a lot of people have texas in their college football playoff every year Mm, that's chalky i don't know about that i don't think you're giving the big 12 enough credit right i i I hear what you're saying about the parody top to bottom and we're not the big 12 (laughs) i'm saying it's a good league all right right i have seven teams i have seven of the 14 teams with eight wins or more do you think that's a bad conference I didn't say it was a bad conference. So okay, what is your right, what right. is your definition of great? What conference is great other than the SEC? Oh, I was about to say the SEC. Damn. Well, the, SC, the, the SEC, SEC, the SEC is better than us. The top echelon of the Big Ten. Yeah, it's next. just the same as every yeah, year. Big, and, yeah. and then Big we and then we slide in, we slide in right there. The the three right. teams from the Big Ten who play nobodies. Yeah, the Big Twelve is better than the Big <laughs> yeah. Ten. As Do we conference. always beat in the bowl season? Yes, as yeah. a I think as a whole, as a full body of work, we're a better conference than the Big Ten is. But which we don't have that, get those crucified on Twitter teams. for saying that. We're if you played, if you played a head to head with the Big Ten, who would win more games? Like, I have Kansas finishing thirteenth. Don't, I think don't you think they beat my, Rutgers? I think like we probably my point. Texas probably loses loses to Ohio State. But in aggregate, we probably win like what ten of those fourteen games. Oh, you're gonna make me do. I, I think it just comes Michigan down. Again. It comes yeah, down. Yeah, this is to good television, what, Ray. It's the what do you think? <laughs> what do you think is a great conference? Because uh, so we said the SEC, who maybe the ACC, and then what the Big Twelve. I would I would slot uh, 
the Big 12 there, it's close. You know, the Big 10 is close with the Big 12 only because of those upper echelon teams. So you're either third or fourth out. out of, what, 10 or 11 conferences? I look at it as only there's only five conferences, soon to be four, that matter to me. I mean, the Big 12 has the national runner-up in its conference. Yeah. They do have that. Does the Big Ten have that? Or the ACC or the PAC? The Big Ten had two playoff teams last year. Yeah, oh, right? that's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ofer. Ofer, gopher. All right. So not really zoning in on TCU here, just the conference as a whole. Um, how should we do this? I want to all right. Let's start off real quick. Give me your conference champion and the conference runner up. Just boom. No details. Conference champion. Actually, wait, wait, wait. I got a better idea. I got a better idea. I want to quickly go through the teams. I'm gonna give you their over under win total. And you tell me, do you have them over or under? And we can do this real quick. All right. So Baylor's at six and a half. Over. Oh, yeah, over. They got, like, 10 home games this year. Yeah, they've got all the home games. Dude, I'm going to stay under. I'm going to – I am right. I don't think – I think we're going to take another step back this year. I really do. I don't think they're going to be good. I have them at six and six. So, I'm – if six, I was actually Six betting, wins is where I had them stuck at. I don't think they're going to get a seventh win. Seven and five. So I have them, let's see, I have them losing to Texas. You stop me when I'm wrong here. All right, Utah. Where's that at? Texas. It's in Baylor. Where you go? Uh, give me Baylor because uh, Utah's not going to have Cam Rising. Uh, he's just asking to stop him. Oh. Yeah, just, yeah. All right, so I have Utah as a loss. Texas as a loss. UCF. Texas Tech, Kansas State, TCU. Do any of those sound crazy as losses? Uh, I think it comes out of the Utah game. So you have me there at seven and five or six and six. Yes. All right. So we're and, we're too close to argue about it. <laughs> I think so I want to I want to talk about the ones we really really disagree on. Okay. All right. BYU. BYU over and under four and a half. I have them at four and eight. I have them. All right, I, I'll tell you. Okay, here are their losses. Stop me when I'm crazy. Arkansas, Loss. Kansas, win. I think that one's early in the season where Kansas can be good. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, West Virginia. I think Maybe. West Virginia sucks. West, West Virginia could be an but opportunity for another win there. But the reason I put that as a win for West Virginia is because it's in Morgantown. Yeah, but those 30-year-old Mormons aren't going to be phased by that. Okay, so there's... I used to waking up at 6 a.m. So was there about two games we disagreed on there? Yeah, give or take. At least one? Not enough to... So you guys either have them at 6 and 6 or 5 and 7. I'm at 40. 5 and 7 is their ceiling for me i they're not a bowl team four wins yeah four or five wins okay ucf i have them okay over and under six and a half i'm at eight and four guys agreed 
No, I, right, yeah, I, I said on I said it on, on uh, 10 12, I think they're a dark horse to make the championship game. I don't think they will, but I'm taking the over for them. You bet. There's, there's too many shitty teams, and I'll, I'll break down where I see every, every team finishing real quick. But yeah, let's just move on for time's sake. Uh, Cincinnati, over and under five and a half. I'm at four and eight. Under. Yeah, I think that one's. Step Cincinnati's going to suck. About to get I can't believe like five and a half. I'm 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 crushing that under. Uh Houston over under four and a half. I'm at four and eight. Would y'all like to hear their wins? Yeah, I I I I would like to say they could get to five wins because I love Dana, but man, if they if he doesn't do something down there, they'll have to be UTSA, I think. The, exactly. That's good. That I think is kind of the 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 make or break game for them is that UTSA game. They're not yeah because UTSA. Yeah, because I have them as a stay away bet because it's four and a half. I'm at four wins, so if they beat UTSA, they get a five and put them on the over. But the margins are too thin there. But let's move on Mm -hmm. to one I have. I'm crushing the under, and that's Iowa State over under is five and a half. I'm at three. Dude, they lost their starting quarterback and running back. They're in the casino right now. Let's let's move on. They're gonna suck. We're all betting the under there. Dude, they, even, are, are they taking bets on Iowa State football? <laughs> they, I'm at five and a half, dog. That's of last week. That sounds like uh, free money, man. Iowa State's replacing West Virginia as the worst team in the conference. Let's. I'll I'll show you the dividing line on um, where I have everybody in the conference, but Kansas. Over under five and a half, I'm at four and eight. I don't like Kansas. I think their schedule is ridiculous. Like all their hard games are on the road. Yeah, I don't like Kansas. Yeah, they got kind of they got kind of boned. They got the hardest schedule in the conference. They have the hardest schedule. That sucks. Does TC have the second hardest? Um no, I wouldn't say so. I just think the way the home and road splits line up for Kansas, they got screwed. Like we get Texas at home. All right, let's go to K State, a favorite to win the conference. They're at seven and a half wins. I'm at nine and three. Yeah, over. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, controversial one at nine and a half. I'm at 10 and two, guys. I'm buying into the boomers. Look at you. I'll I'll buy into the boomers too because I said on an earlier podcast a couple weeks ago that their schedule's dog shit. The Cincinnati, when we were on the Cincinnati podcast, whenever the question was asked, you know, take TC or Texas or the field to win the Big 12, and I took the field. Yeah, I mean, because you get K-State, you get OU, you get, I mean, hell, Tech even. I don't think Tech's going to win the conference, but you get them. Uh, Tech's going to be dog water. So I have OU losing to Texas and TCU. And the rest of their schedule is kind of shit, man. Like they play nobody in non-conference. That's three wins. Then they get Kansas. I believe that's at home. I think they can. I think they can lose at KU. I think they can lose at Oklahoma State. Maybe they're not losing. They're not losing to Kansas, dog. Because OU is like a hyper version of Kansas. Like they play the same style. Just OU does it way better. I think that's why. I think that's why um, Kansas State can never beat Texas because they play like kind of a similar style, but Texas just better than them at it. 
that just feels like a lot of wins, but uh, yeah, but their schedule's dog shit, man. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm looking at I'm, it's right in front of me right now. I'm 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 trying to justify what I just said, looking at their schedule and it's tough. <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not much, dude. It's really not much. Right. Yeah, we're gonna be five and zero going into the Red River rivalry. This is gonna be a top ten showdown. Yep. yep. And then yeah, I think you're gonna can... get curb stomped by UT. Yeah, and then they can still like they can still win 10 games. Well, they, well, they could, they, they, they get obliterated by Texas. At that point, it's going to be the first real challenge. And then no, they're, no, no. they've got UCF. And UCF's going to be a great football team. That could, they but could, they could be, be hung, hung over that, from Texas. Is that taking Norman? Loss. Is that, is that UCF? Uh, yeah. Norman? Okay. Yes, it's in Norman. They're going to win that. And then it's at KU and then at K- Oklahoma state. That's, That's a three tough wins. little stretch there. They're going to win them all. Maybe, maybe. I, All right. uh, maybe. Let's move on, though. They expanded okay. the conference, so this this uh, <laughs> is not a not an easy exercise. So, Oklahoma State. <laughs> this is man, Oklahoma State. Everybody's down on them. They hammer the over. Hammer the over. It's at six and a half. I'm at nine and three. You talk about dog shit schedules. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Their their schedule is absolute poo poo dog water. It is. They don't play Texas, Texas Tech, or TCU. No. They don't catch. They don't catch any of the best teams in the conference except for Kansas State, and that's exactly Kansas State in Stillwater. Yeah, so, I mean nine. I'm a nine and three man. Nine and three. Now, makes sense I to hate me. their team. I think they're a terrible nine and three team. But yeah, I, you got to play your schedule. It's not round robin anymore, so it makes this exercise harder. Yeah, it really does. All right. Um. I'll skip TCU till the end and I'll go to Texas. I have <laughs> their over unders nine and a half. I have them at 11 and one. Under. I've got nine wins. I have them with one loss. Right. Okay. Um, Ray, let's go through it. Who are they losing to? I don't have their schedule pulled up. All right. So. I'll tell you. Rice. Oh, look out. Ups, <laughs> big game boomer upset alert. Chill, no. All right, Alabama loss. Congratulations, you have one loss. Wyoming, that's going to be the only one this season. Wyoming, Wyoming is going to be reeling or riding high after beating Texas Tech. So, I'm pretty gonna... sure that game's in Austin. Yeah, it is. Why are we even talking about it? Doesn't matter. Kansas. I think that's in Lawrence, but who cares? I, I mean, stop. These aren't in not. order, Kansas, by the way. Dude, Kansas always hey, gives Texas fits. Garrett, do you have the schedule in order in Home and Road? Yes, I'm, just looking I'm looking at it okay. right. I'm looking at it right now, Home and All Road. All right, you read the game. You read the games in order then. So, Kansas, that is at Daryl K. Royal. Isn't is Baylor before game? Kansas? Yes, at Baylor is before. So, Wyoming, and then at Baylor, and then versus Kansas. Five and zero, oh. uh, uh, and five, five, oh, damn. four and one, four and one. Yeah, and I am yeah, losing to Bama because of Bama. Me and okay. me too. Then you have right, then you have the Red River game. After that, Red River on the seventh. Win, boss. Then win. you're. I say it's a blowout win. Texas is going to curb stomp them. Um. Then you have at Houston. Win. Then you are hosting BYU. Win. 
which is a win. You're hosting right? Kansas State. Right? You want to jump in here with some L's yet? Uh, give me a, you I'm know. still hunting for those L's. Okay. Waco's going to be <laughs> a lot closer than y'all think. And I think Fuck the Kansas no, game. No, it's not. Baylor's going to be bad this year. Accept it. Sorry, Dave Aranda. Okay, that's like your opinion, man. All right, so what do you – so you have Baylor. You have them losing to Baylor and Bama right now? I'm not saying I don't have them losing. I'm saying those games are going to be a lot closer than you are thinking. No, you said they're winning you what? You have to say win games? or loss. What do you say? <laughs> Y'all are impossible. <laughs> well, I don't stop, do this Stop hating on my horns, man. You got, you got three, are... three easy opportunities to say L's with Bama, Kansas State, and TCU. Yeah, and then after that, so we're, we, we got, we're hosting Kansas State. Then they have to go to TCU, which – any what are our thoughts there? I guess we cover that with TCU. Then it's we have – um, Then I they're mean, going I'll, I'll to you, Iowa I, State. I have Texas winning at TCU. Me too. So you have Me in the too. Big 12 championship so far, Oklahoma and Texas. No, no I ain't done here. Well, their last game of the year, they host Texas Tech. New York Texas Tech is going to be fired up for that, but I still think Texas is going to win. If that was in Lubbock, it would be game day, and I might even try to go, but it's in Austin. That's going to be – that's a for me, that's a one-loss Texas heading to Arlington. I agree. So, Ray, you have them losing to Bama, what, TCU, which is fair. Oklahoma. They don't lose to K-State. All right, what do you like about OU more than Texas? I just think they're going to be improved on defense. And Dylan Gabriel's going to be a little better in that system in year two. You think he's better than Quinn? I don't know. I'm not a – just my gut. All right, let's move on. I'm not saying he's better than Quinn. So their over-under is 9.5. Ray has them at 7-5. I have them at 11-1. Dude, probably six and six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly here for it. If they do Dude, six and six, that would be fucking awesome. Hey, Texas hasn't won back to back games in this rivalry. The the Oklahoma, uh, the Red River shootout. They haven't won back to back games since 2009, 2008. Damn. Well, yeah, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. There's just very few holes on this Texas team, but that's another topic so let's go to texas tech over under seven and a half i have them at nine and three Mm. how are all these teams winning nine and ten and eleven games for you Uh, they're not 14 teams now yeah that's right they all we don't play each other no i have what i had like iowa state at three wins including uh non-conference you said kansas state oklahoma TCU. No, no, hold on, hold on. We'll get to the conference standings next. But Garrett, what are you seeing for tech schedule? I've got in my for my predictions. No, just got, just read I'm, through it. Just read through it. Let's okay. get to nine wins. All right, I, I I see it. I can see three losses. But um, well, that's the same Wyoming, thing I've been saying all. Through this four losses actually. Four, can, four losses. You have Texas going winless. <laughs> four losses. You damn right. I lose. do. Fuck they're, Texas. <laughs> they're not gonna beat they're not gonna beat Oregon. They're not gonna beat Kansas State. They're not gonna beat TCU. They're not gonna beat Texas. Four yeah, losses. But anyways. I have them beating K-State because I needed Tech to beat K-State for us to get into the conference championship game. 
love that. Yes. And, and I Lo- think that's in that. uh, I think that's in Lubbock, right? <laughs> uh, yes, that is in okay. Lubbock. Yeah. So that was kind of my justification for going out on that limb. I like it. Well, so they start here. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba, at Wyoming versus Oregon, and then uh, hosting Oregon, hosting Tarleton. Um, and then they're going to West Virginia. Um, then we have Houston going to Lubbock. Then they're going to Waco. Then they're hosting Kansas state. Then they're going to Provo. Then they're coming to the Carter. No, they're not. Sorry. No, it's uh, TCU and Lubbock, uh, on Thursday, which sucks so bad but we have the bye week uh, before that it doesn't mean i want to play in lubbock at night on a thursday though Ugh. when was the last time we uh, lost in lubbock dog i don't care it gives me the heebie-jeebies Every time. That, the, just, I, that had to be the fox game right last time it, we was played the crazy night in lubbock. i yeah. think it yeah. was <laughs> i think it was the fox yeah Holy yeah last thursday last thursday night game we had there was the last time we lost there golly yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to mess with that but I have us winning it. Um, then we have, let me see, at KU, then hosting UCF, and then they have to end their season at Texas. Um, They're going to beat Texas. So I think uh, it's that's really, an L for me. That's an L. Brett Yormark assured me that Texas Tech was going to beat Texas. I've got Oregon. TCU, Kansas State, and Texas is my losses right. for our friends from Lubbock. So how many is that? Four. Yeah, four losses. Okay, that still gives them the over. So I have I have the over at nine and three. That gives me a game buffer. They can at eight and four, they still cover the over at seven and a half. Nice. All right. Finally, we finish with well, we still have to do TCU, but I have West Virginia. Uh, their over-under is five and a half. I am at four and eight, and I'm smashing the under. Fellas, do you trust the climb? No. <laughs> dog water. That's a Unfortunately, trash. yeah. As much as I want to be a climb truster. They have some favorable no, home not. games. So. I mean, you could almost call any game in Morgantown relatively favorable because it's Morgantown. Well, it but- did. I mean – like it, it can't be a completely superior opponent unless it's Baylor in 2014 or something like that. But I mean, they're you're, you're equal, right. They're, their home games are not that tough. Their their home games are how do you Duke du, 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 Duquesne? God damn it, Duquesne, former uh, TCU opponent. <laughs> du, yes, Duquesne, Pitt, Texas Tech. Nice. Boss. Oklahoma State, Boss. BYU, and Cincinnati are all Boss. in Morgantown. Wait, they and they're they probably play Penn all... State and Pitt at home. Um, they play no, they play Penn Pitt. State's on the road. Penn State's, uh, on, the Penn State's on the road. Oh, they're Pitt definitely losing that no matter what. But yeah, I mean that's Pitt's in Morgantown. That's I saw I saw a Pitt winning. Yeah, Pitt's gonna win. Ugh, Pitt's gonna probably win. gonna win. Oklahoma State's gonna win, dude. They might win. I'm trying to. I'm not trying to find L's on this schedule. No, 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 I'm no, trying no. to find wins. I have them beating Oklahoma State at home because I couldn't make Oklahoma State like a ten win team or whatever. So at at Baylor's a loss. 
at OU is probably a loss. At UCF is a loss. Uh, at TCU is a loss. Tech is a loss. Pitt's probably a loss. PSU is a loss. So that leaves Duquesne, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati for wins. Yeah, I have Duquesne, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, BYU. Okay, so four wins either way. Yeah. yeah. One way or another, they get to four wins. It's an easy under. All right, finally, mm -hmm. finally, TCU. I have them at, okay, over under seven and a half. I have them at 10 and two. Okay. I've got one you, loss. Yeah, well, so you have them beating, uh, wait, I have, I have them losing to OU and K-State. I've got one loss and that's I'm sorry, Texas. sorry, sorry, Te Texas and K-State. So you have them yeah. uh, going. You have them going to Manhattan and winning. There is mm -hmm. no chance. Revenge game, baby. That Revenge game. Texas's last year in this stupid conference that TCU does not beat them at home. TCU's gonna Dude, smoke Texas. Look, I would love to be wrong, Ray. I trust me, but I I, I think it's a one loss year for us. I think we. I think we get a crack at them for an, an, another game, but yeah, I, it's I, one lot. It... Go ahead. Go ahead, Ray. Sorry. No, that was me. I was going to say, I, I couldn't get to 11. I couldn't see 11 wins. Either I'm between one loss and two losses. And that is Texas as a one loss or Kansas state as a one loss or the pair for two losses. Yeah, I Someone have a right season in there. Manhattan. We we historically not matched up well with K State. Well, when I was first looking at this, I I had it as a as a as a loss too, but I can't get it off of last year's freaking Big Twelve championship game, and I want us to. I I, I just I, I think I just think we get the we get the revenge this year. We're going to Manhattan and we get the win. Yeah, things that ended differently last year, you know, maybe maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't be so confident, but. Coming off of last season, I think I think we get that revenge W. He's a better team than Kansas State. We are but a better team than Kansas State. The better they don't team have Deuce Vaughn anymore. Great. They do not have Deuce Vaughn breaking ankles. Mm -mm. I mean, Will, Will Howard's a freaking awesome quarterback, but there's no more Deuce Vaughn. He's an okay quarterback. I think we I think uh, I think it's I think it's a win, dude. I think it's a win. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a you know hold on to your butts type situation, but I think it's a win. Um, I see fifteen wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say this last year I had about. TCU at ten and two. They went twelve and zero. So either way, you know, either way, it's an over for TCU. So let's look at the conference standings. Um, I think we, for the most part, generally agree, but I have Texas finishing first in the conference. Nope. Me too. TCU tied with Oklahoma, but getting into the conference championship game at 10 and 2 because of the tiebreaker. What are the tiebreakers this year? I guess it would well, go head to head. Head to head if it's a It does get tie. complicated. And I'll give you an example because at 9 and 3, I have Texas Tech, K State, and OSU, and not all those teams play each other. And it gets real freaking muddy, but I just didn't care. I, I just ranked them by who I thought was the best team, and I put Texas Tech, K State, and then Oklahoma State. 
Now, how the tiebreakers work out, I don't care right now. At eight and four, I have UCF. Six and six, pretty much the only average team in the conference is Baylor. And then, Ray, you were asking who's at the bottom of this conference to have everybody going undefeated. Well, at four and eight, I have West Virginia, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and Kansas. <laughs> Oh, and shoot. let's let's just work out that tiebreaker. No, which they're not won't matter teams. because none of them will be bowl eligible. So, yeah. and then three and nine, Iowa State. I can't be that high on OU, dude. I I can't do it. I, I've got Texas been? at one loss. Their I have schedule TCU sucks, Garrett. I I know. I'm at the. I mean, I'm at the look at it again. I just can't bring myself around to it. At worst, but you're you right. Be, like, what's the low end for you there? Eight and four. It, because it'll take, TCU, it'll take TCU beating them in Norman just to get them to 10 and two. Then go TCU's 11 a loss. And one. That's one. Texas is a loss. That's we've two. We've never won up there. We've I won. have them winning, but we've never won up there. I know, but we're winning there this year. Dang, we were a so, Foster Sawyer two point conversion away from. So yeah, that's what there. I have. That's that's what I that's what I have, Jacob. I have I have a one loss Texas, a one loss TCU, and a two loss OU. Okay, so you have Texas and TCU, as do I. But I have TCU getting in over Oklahoma with the tiebreaker. Gotcha. So very close there. Has there ever been a case in the Big Twelve championship game where these t- uh, teams have played back to back weekends? Huh? Two teams two. have played back-to-back weekends. I uh, I think so. Wasn't it Baylor and Oklahoma State? That's what that's that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, it doesn't I guess Bedlam's not at the end. Of Dude, the that day. would be that would be so brutal. That would suck so bad. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that? What if we had to play going... OU back to back? They beat us in Arlington. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> I what think the, every what are the time, statistics on that? There every time there's been a rematch. That. Well, that's not true because OU's beaten TCU twice. There, there's been cases where the team that won in the regular season also won in the championship game, right? I think it was just OU. OU is, I think, the only one to have done that, and they've done it like I, several Well, didn't times. they lose? Wait, hold on. They lost Iowa State and then beat them. They beat TCU twice. Who else? Baylor and Oklahoma State split. Te- TCU and Kansas State split. Mm-hmm. The mm. Conference Championship game hasn't been around that long. No, it has. That's why I'm trying to name them off the top of my head. But it's not one, really that one true champion, baby. One true champion. All right. Didn't, uh, didn't Texas we've... play for one once and lost? They didn't they split with OU? Like they beat OU yeah. and then OU beat them? Yeah. 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 So I think I think a uh, rematch split is likely TCU Texas. Yeah, we you bet. Why not? They beat us at the Carter, and then we beat him in Arlington. Let's go. Um, we've gone pretty late. There's more I wanted to get into, but that was I had fun doing that discussion. So I'm down to do a little more if y'all want to. So I was going to uh, I wanted to address some myths pretty quickly, just real quick. Here's the biggest myth. Texas going no 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 11 no. and one on the year that's no. the biggest myth there is all right so you want to do you want to make a bet on the under 
Clown suit? No, I'm sorry. Clown suit? Stand up comedy? On the under? Stand up comedy? <laughs> no, no. Nipple rings? Nipple rings? Oh, okay. You can finally we're... get your nipple <laughs> ring. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. His ears perked up. <laughs> or maybe finally. his nipples. Yeah. His nipples perked up. <laughs> Really, I can act out the uh, water boy. Now, all right, I want to get to this, man, because I've been thinking about this a lot. But what are when when you hear national people or even people on Twitter or whatever the hell, uh, TCU is going to be bad this year. They're going to fall off because what do they say? Throw them out there. Lost all that talent to the end. Lost all draft. that talent. Okay, let's start. Th- I want to address these myths one by one, just real quick. Lost all that talent. There's no doubt TCU lost a lot to the NFL. We see them in the preseason. Quentin Johnston, Darius Davis, Steve Avila. You know, you can keep going on and on and on. NFL star Max Duggan. Thorpe winner. <laughs> NFL free agent Max Duggan. Nah, bro. Okay, real quick on that. I always thought Max was going to be a practice squad player this year. So when he got cut, I was surprised that people were shocked about it. He's going to be Mac Jones back up in New England. They ain't got no quarterbacks up there. Cut him but yes. All right, so I want to answer this myth with, first of all, no, 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 not first of all. I'll save that. What does Sonny Dykes do? Like, when you think of Sonny Dykes, what does he do? Like, what is he known for? Doing his job. <laughs> yes. And what is what is Sonny Dykes' job? What is What did he do at SMU? What did he do last year? He left. He left. <laughs> Transfer portal, Jacob. Transfer freaking portal. Yeah. Okay. Bring, so, it in, bring it in the boys. Boom. So, yes, TCU lost a lot. And a lot of years that matters because TCU has always been very successful at the top of their development cycle, right? They have a couple years where they win 11-plus games, and then they'll have a down year, and they'll develop those guys and win 11-plus games. The transfer portal kind of makes all that old way of thinking irrelevant, in my opinion. Because you can close the developmental cycle with plug-and-play players. Mm-hmm. So when you, you talk say about- that, but I was say I was reliably informed today by a Colorado article that JoJo Earl couldn't even start for Colorado, though. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in a few <laughs> days, we don't have to worry about them anymore. But if you <laughs> think, no, I, right, I agree to Jacob. Right, sorry. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Think about it this way. All right. So I'm looking at the depth chart. TCU lost a lot of players, okay? Now, imagine what this team looks like without Avery Helm, Channing Canada, uh, Trey Sanders, Patrick Willis, Colton Deary, J.P. Richardson, Warren Thompson, Jalen Robinson, JoJo Earl, and Dalen Wright, and Jack Beck. Yes, TCU would suck then because they lost all that talent. It doesn't matter as much anymore. Remember last year when it was like, well, what's TC going to do at center? Uh, get Alana Lee, and he's going to be first team all Big 12. So that's myth number one. Throw out something else. Why is TC going to fall off this year? Because uh, they just won close games last year. They won close games. Okay, let's look at the schedule last year. One score game against SMU. Okay, they they won by eight. One score game. Late they were up by... They were up by 15 also, with like a minute to go. Is that a close game? They play with, no. And they played with their food a lot in that game too. Absolutely. Now, um, let's see. What's another 
quote, close Texas. Close one score game. One score game. What was the score of that? In like garbage time? 17 to 3. 17 to 3. Oklahoma State. Um, oh, Michigan was a one score game and also the greatest upset in college football playoff history. But people will use that in their stats. Oh, look at these one score games. Oklahoma now, State. On the flip side, I will say Oklahoma State. Uh, what about Kansas State? Was that a one score game or did they? No, they won by 10. Okay. No, that game yeah, falls into just... the third myth. Um, okay. Kansas is on the fence for me as far as was that actually a close game or not? I will I'm leaning yes. I think Kansas played a great game and we did well to close that out, even though it was close. Yeah, I agree, dude. I was uh that was not a fun that was not a fun watch, that Kansas right. game. Oh uh, they were well, playing their hearts mm-hmm. out. West so Oklahoma that last second Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah. To cover the spread. <laughs> cover the, spread. <laughs> the West Virginia game was never in doubt for me. That was an eye roll game. Oh God, they, these guys won't die. Dude, I don't know. It's just funny how they covered the spread. Absolutely. Um Oklahoma State and Baylor were actual like oh my god games. Yeah. So if everybody's idea of TCU falling off is they lose two games. Okay. That's sure. not really falling off to me. Mm-mm. It's not like it's not like we won those two games because we got lucky. Like we just nutted up and beat them. You know, it it wasn't like Oklahoma State missed a field goal from thirty yards and we won that way. You know, Max Baylor Duncan. didn't no, Baylor Duncan didn't fumble a snap when they were beating us and we recovered and scored or anything. It just it Max was hard nosed football and we won. That's All another right, thing you hear though. No, no right. more Max Duggan. Now we covered that last time, but yep. what's the third thing that people always say? They got all them teeth and no toothbrushes. A small stadium. <laughs> quarterback injuries. Yes. Right? Yes. Quarterback injuries. Well, name we still me have all Hodge to take care of that. I want y'all to name me every single game last year. TC benefited from a quarterback injury. Name them. Well, definitely not Kansas State, which is hilarious. They keep saying that Will Howard's clearly the better. Yeah, they want Will Howard to be a Heisman candidate, but we'll also say that Will (laughs) Howard playing is the reason that they lost. They try and play Martinez next week, and he's just nowhere near as good as Will Howard is. All right. What are all the games? Jalen Daniels was a pretty big one. But he was sucking, though. What do you mean? Yeah, but the score was close. Was he not sucking before he got injured? He was sucking huge. That's what I'm saying. What did he? What did he lead him on a drive? And no, yeah, in, until in until he fumbled. And uh, OU, we were already blowing him out by the time. So uh, we OU. didn't benefit. We yeah. didn't. He benefit. was about to come back. Just asking Sooners. Did he play the rest of the year? Second half team. <laughs> um, That's just how football go, man. Hold on. Ray's favorite player, Jalen Daniels, who dominated TCU, went five for ten for 89 yards. But he's no touchdowns brought in in a fumble. Uh fucking Bean was flicking it all around the freaking <laughs> <laughs> He was, man. Jason he was so frustrating. 
Jason the Flickin' Bean was 16 for 24 for 260 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. That's just getting talked about like crazy. <laughs> yeah, if anything, we 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 had the opposite of benefit from losing quarterbacks. That's what Will I'm Howard saying, and Bean dude. are better. <laughs> but go on to any Twitter account or listen to any Brandon Walker podcast, and they'll tell you how much TC benefited from quarterback injuries. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The problem is, not on the SEC, you know, during the SEC. Uh, anyway, so like it wouldn't matter. Cocky that's Smith. my rant. Um, real quick, we need to pay off some uh, Twitter questions. If There's no way they're still listening. But we only have a couple here. How do you treat – this is from TC Lotus Leaves, our friend Adam. How do you treat a Baylor versus, T- uh, Baylor versus Texas game? Who do you root for? Personally, I root for the Meteor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't much. hate Texas. I don't hate Texas. I'm not rooting for Baylor. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's against the law. So. Right, I hate Baylor. I don't hate Texas. Yeah, yeah I just exactly. kind of watch it. I, mean, I kind of watch it because football's on. You know, interesting football in my conference, and it's meaningful to my right. team, so I'll watch it. But I'm not going to actively root for either of them. Root for the war of attrition. Sling and yeah, Sammy. Whatever's better for my team at that particular moment. This is what I'll root for. Sling and Sammy at Frog Fan for Life. What makes people think Colorado will be good? I mean, like eight win good. I Nothing. meant to I meant to give him a shout out before we started talking about Colorado. I forgot. But I think we Instagram clips. Smoking at Colorado weed, man. Dude, Martin Gucci, will Gucci taste- sunglasses and cool cowboy hats. Martin's going to taste his nutsack if Colorado is good <laughs> this year. <laughs> Live well, on the pot. This episode went super long, but I know, you know, for me, I can't get enough content right now. There's not enough hours in the day for, well, no, there's not enough podcasts to fill all the hours in the day. So I hope people enjoyed this episode. Long. It's really not. I mean, I'm about to knock out unnecessary roughness and win like two hours. Hey, you're acting like we're um, Joe Rogan. No, he does that shit daily, man. Yeah, and he goes on for like five hours. He, it's exhausting, dude. I, I'd rather watch YouTube clips on Joe Rogan because <laughs> they pick out, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah, they pick the good stuff. Maybe that's what people do with our podcast. We should do oh, uh, that. We need to do like YouTube shorts. Yeah. We should. Um, who's going to do that for us? Garrett. No more producing uh, no. on the air. <laughs> oh, I want to do. I want to do live broadcasts on YouTube. I tried to set it up tonight, and they said, um, uh, only twenty-two hours, five minutes, and 35, 34, 33 seconds until you can stream. Awesome. Oh, well, yeah, next like, week we, could, we should do that. That'd be. Do live questions. Yeah, I don't know if this. I don't know if this twenty-four hour thing is a one-time thing. Probably. This probably like get your account set up and yeah, do all that. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to do a live episode and then have the video on YouTube. Yeah. All right, boys, let's wrap it up. I got suits to watch. Um, What are our tailgate plans this week, guys? Where are y'all going to be? All right, all right, Garrett, you're new here. We're all scattered. Sadly. Hell yeah. But <laughs> do you have a home tailgate? I do. Yes. Where, I'm, uh, where's your tailgate over in spot? the uh, 
tennis lots under the trees, man, in the shade. Oh, before I forget, yes, thank you, Ray. I just thought of this too. Um, so if you're still listening, we're gonna tweet this out. But since you are still listening, you're gonna have a real advantage here. Um, a good friend of the podcast, he kind of said he wanted to remain anonymous, but he wasn't really. Should we give him a shout out? Hmm. Uh, we can on Twitter. I'll I'll ask him in the DMs. I'll leave yeah. him out for now. Yeah, shout him out on shout him out on Twitter. If he yeah, if he ahead. wants to, I'll I'll make sure he's okay with it because he kind of mentioned being anonymous, but I think that was him being humble. But um, yeah, friend of the podcast is donating to us some tickets to this week's game and next week's game. Um, we're gonna raffle them off and. Did we decide on a donation to the Flying Tea Club? Are we good with that? Yep. Okay, so what we're going to do is for every $10 you donate to the Flying Tea Club, we're going to give you a raffle ticket, right? And we'll do a random drawing. Um, are we going to do two sets of two tickets? We need to, we didn't really hammer all the all these details out. Doing it live, baby. Yeah, we're doing a live. So two sets of two? Yeah, two sets of two. That's perfect. All right, yeah, we have two sets of two tickets, so we'll have two winners. For every $10 you donate to the Flying Tea Club, you will be entered into the raffle. Now, since you're still listening, well, let me back up. So we're going to need proof that you donated and the amount that you donated so we can enter you into the raffle. So donate, DM us, let it, you know, show us how much you donated. Now, if you're still listening... And you DM us with the word, um, I don't know, somebody make up a word. What's what's the word? Beats. Coach beats. Prime. Beats. beats. Prime time. Why beats? <laughs> turnips. Fine, turnips. <laughs> He's been watching right. the office. Send your receipt showing how much you donated. And if you DM us with the word turnips in it, we will double your raffle. Isn't the turnip the same as a beat? That's enough. I'm trying to explain something very important here. <laughs> this must be what Ernie Johnson feels like, you know? <laughs> DM us all your turnips. Don't you guys want to talk about basketball? And <laughs> Ernie, we played basketball. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what voice was that? <laughs> that was... Uh, Barkley, Keenan Thompson, Keenan Thompson, on mm. Saturday Night Live when they were spoofing NBA uh, TNT. Anyway, so I hope that made sense. For every ten dollars, you get a raffle. If you DM us with your proof using the word turnips, then we double your raffle entries. Again, that's for two sets of two tickets to this weekend's game. So yeah, you can win two tickets. Somebody else will win two tickets. So we'll tweet this out tomorrow, but. Yeah, get to donating, flying tea. Does anybody have a link? I guess it doesn't uh, matter. We, we can could... acquire that. We can acquire yeah. that. Okay. Um, we'll we'll put it in the tweet too. You know, we'll figure all this out. But you're getting an early and advantage. No one no one tweeted us the word turnips because that will that'll ruin it. So keep turnips between us listening right now. That's that's for us. Yeah, nobody you ever says own... turnips. You want to improve someone's your own someone's gonna demand. tweet out, I just donated hashtag turnips. And they, yeah, and they like gotta, turnips. You have to DM us, though. <laughs> TC's going to turn up against Colorado. 
So yeah, I think tickets, I think standing room tickets are going for like a hundred dollars right now. So if you donate like forty dollars and then you DM us turnips, that's eight raffle tickets. You're probably gonna freaking win. You're probably gonna get two tickets. You know what I mean? I know. Oh, yeah. what you mean. All right. This podcast is over. We'll see you out the carter this Saturday. Go frogs. Go frogs. Go frogs.